I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. Hello and welcome to Pardon My French podcast. I am Ingrid Delamar Kenny and I am your host live from beautiful Monte Carlo. Um, I'm so excited. It's episode 7. I cannot believe how fast time passes when you have to bring out a podcast every week. And I'm always so excited to read your questions and see how the questions that you have have evolved since my first one. Let me explain. It seems that I'm getting through to my audience in a big way because all the questions in their majority this week were about hormones and they were about if your hormones are inflammated, what food can you eat to naturally balance them out? Um, if your hormones are inflammated, what food should we eat? Nobody's asked me about diet. Nobody's asked me about weight loss. Now, all of you have finally tuned in with your bodies and your intuitions are telling you that you need to be looking at your hormones. So a lot of your questions I've decided to combine into today's topic, which is such a great topic. And at the same time, it is so compli complicated to understand with all the medical terms that a doctor would be using and most of the time you would probably need to find a gynecologist that is also a fitness professional that is also a nutritionist that is maybe a naturopath and a psychiatrist this would be pretty much the perfect medical individual that you would need the the perfect medical advice advisor that you would need to get all these answers in a nutshell but easy enough to be able to apply it in your everyday life so i'm going to try myself at it today in this episode and i hope you will be satisfied and informed with my replies and that again it will help you make some healthy changes and some aware uh, changes in your life. 
when it comes to hormones. It is so exciting to me that this is what you are all willing to be looking at. So I'm going to jump into your questions. Um, but first, I need to let you know about next, week, next week's podcast. Sorry, Friday, I'm a little bit tired. Um, next week, I am bringing on someone I admire so much and whose medical opinion is actually what matters most to me. Her name is Dr. Michelle Brody and she wrote a book that is called The Food Effect. And this book, serendipitously, um, I came across this book when Michelle and I met on Instagram and she approached me and said, oh my God, I keep on listening to you on podcasts where you are a guest and you are preaching exactly what I stand for. And for me, to have a medical doctor, a real doctor, um, validate everything that I have put together from, of course, my fitness training, which is really, you know, um, strat strategy of the body, um, and everything that I've put together from logic, everything I've put together from experience, and experimenting with my own body as a woman, as a mother, as an athlete, but also, and of course, my experience um, experimenting with my clients, everything that, you know, I've gone through, stages of their transformations, things that have worked, then things that didn't work permanently, um, and things that are working in the long run. And, uh, Having Dr. Brody, Michelle on for me is such a great way to not only validate medically everything I talk about, but I think it's great to look at it, to look at it from her perspective of very many years of experience, um, even in London, because that's where her practice is. Uh, she's telling me that London and England in general is very much the same as America. So all about dieting and telling us that all these dieting efforts and juicing and restrictions and states of minds are all related to cortisol levels and insulin resistance caused by high cortisol levels that, that is altogether caused by dieting myths that these nations follow. And so for Michelle to come on and have this candid talk with me, all the while bringing her ex expertise, of course, but medical knowledge and back it up with a medical degree, because uh, you don't become a doctor out of nowhere, um, is, is a great thing. And I think that everybody needs that reassurance. I hate talking out of my ass and I try not to, um, but you know, I stand to be corrected in so many things. And I mean, for me, it's important that, you know, my integrity stays intact when I talk about wellness and health and fitness, because many of you listen to this podcast and trust what I say. So it's great that she can come on and weed out through myths and lies and preconceived ideas uh, of dieting and, you know, fitness with us. Um, her book, The Food Effect, 
is incredible in the sense that as we go, um, I will say things on my stories and she will send me a message and say, oh my gosh, this was on such and such page of my book. And I had not read her book when I started talking about that stuff. So it's just kind of like all coming together and I want to bring the serendipity to you. I want to bring the value of it all. I want to bring the reassurance to you because I know that when you listen to me, I'm asking you to change your mindset and change your ways. So having Michelle, Dr. Brody on um, will be fantastic. And um, she will talk to us about Inulin, her experience with it as well. Um, what she thinks about it. She will answer some of your questions about Inulin because I saw um, that you guys have already submitted a few questions and you've submitted also questions for her about hormones. While I'm touching onto hormones on today's episode, I definitely hope that her and I can go back and touch on all the subjects that I've tapped into up until now so she can give us her perspective, reassurance, reinforcement, and she could definitely give us some of her tips. She has incredible tips. Her book is genius. Um, if you want to know what she's all about, uh, follow her on Instagram, the Food Effect Doctor, so the Food Effect DR on Instagram, and you can buy her book on Amazon. I believe even in the States, it's called the Food Effect Diet. So that is for our guest for next week. And now I'm going to go into your questions. So as you know, we're going to be talking hormones, hormonal inflammation, foods that you should eat to um, balance your hormones and food that you maybe should avoid to balance your hormones and prevent inflammation. Um, I'll be answering your questions in detail and at the end of this podcast, I'll be touching into business. Uh, one of my followers asked me about, asked me a business question and another one asked me something that's very much about business as well that I've been going through for a while and I've been wanting to speak up about it. But until I knew I was dealing with it in the right way and the right mindset and keeping my cortisol low about it, I wasn't going to come out and just vent on my podcast. So I found the solution to um, one of my business problems, which is um, competition copycat. And I know that a lot of you have asked me about that because I had complained about it on my story and I have found, finally found a great way to exploit it and to profit from it and to make my business better. And I want to share that with you if that's something you're experiencing. And I know that the blogosphere and, uh, you know, the influencer space and all of those spaces where we put our hard work online and um, we put it out there for people to enjoy it, but we get sometimes very little recognition for it because we put it online and we can't really copyright what we say or what we suggest or what we advise. Um, it's always frustrating when another professional that's kind of in the same field as you is going to go and use your material um, to their own advantage. Um, so I'm going to tap into that at the end of the podcast. So uh, 
we have some great topics to go on to. Let me look at your questions and answer some of them. Um, so I have one question here, Leslie06. If someone hits a plateau because of extreme hormonal, hormonal imbalance and they have water retention and cellulite, what should they do? Well, already recognizing that it's extreme hormonal imbalance is a big one. Um, if you have water retention and cellulite, you need to be looking at a few things. You need to be looking first at what you eat. There are foods that, um, that prevent inflammation, but there are foods that make the inflammation worse. So you want to be looking into that. And I'll, of course, I'll elaborate a bit more um, in the episode. Um, but you want to be looking for signs first to know you have hormonal imbalance. So let me give you the signs you need to be looking at um, before you decide that you need to be looking into your hormones. Either you have a heavy or irregular or painful period. Um, your bones hurt. You might have osteoporosis even though you're young or you feel like you have weak bones. You get hot flashes or night sweats. Um, your breast gets very tender. You often have indigestion. You often have constipation and diarrhea. And you have acne or certain skin conditions during or just before your menstruation. And you have like vaginal dryness. I'm sorry, I know it's a little bit too much information, but it's part of it. There's more. You feel like, Leslie said, that you're retaining more water than you should be. You feel that you have more cellulite than you should have for the type of healthy diet you are following or for the sports you're doing. Um, and your muscles are getting bulky when you exercise. Um, you want to be also looking at your sleep um, and your general mood and stress levels. And if all of that, if you've answered yes to at least three of these elements, then you know that you have some type of a hormonal imbalance. So you can definitely be affected by imbalance in, in, in insulin and um, growth hormones and adrenaline. So your adrenal gland, your thyroid gland, it could be one of those things. Um, especially for women, you are probably, if you answered yes to any of those, three, to at least three of those elements, most uh, likely your estrogen and progesterone levels are not balanced. Um, and it is possible that that is the problem and that could very well be coming from food as well. So another thing, another few symptoms of hormonal imbalance um, can depend on the glands and hormones that are affected. So this is where I come in very often because of course I'm a fitness professional and people come to me when they need to be losing weight or when they don't like the way their body is shaping up going to the gym, like I spoke about in the previous um, podcast, but unexplained weight gain, unexplained weight loss, unexplained water retention or cellulite fat storage 
that's very stubborn no matter what you do um, is definitely, definitely a cause to look into a hormonal imbalance. And before you go get tested and go see, you know, a doctor to look at that stuff, because they're just going to tell you, yeah, you have hormonal imbalance. They're going to want to give you progesterone creams. And I don't think that's great. Um, they're going to want to give you, they, they won't tap so much into your diet. And I think that's where you need to be tapping into because very often the hormonal imbalance is due to an outside element. Most importantly, food that you consume and things that you do. Um, so if, for example, you also feel like you're itching a lot and you get skin rashes, um, if you feel often irritable and like you have anxiety, even though everything is okay in your life, um, if you feel that you have long-term fatigue for no reason, even though you're not working so hard. If you feel that your hair also has changed, that it's become brittle or thinner. If your face gets puffy, if uh, more than it should, even if you slept enough. If your vision is sometimes blurred. And then a big indicator for me, something I really look at and some of my new customers, clients could tell you because I, I really like my, my eyes just go right on there. I look at the neck and I wonder, I look to see if there is a bulge in the neck. And that's because I know this is an indication that there's an inflammation in the thyroid gland. Um, the thyroid glands are a big thing. Actually, while it's normal to have periods of hormonal imbalance or fluctuations at a particular point in your life because you've had a baby, because you suffered a loss, because um, you changed climate, so many things, because you're eating different types of food, because you went on a certain diet. So having a fluctuation at at particular points in your life would be normal with your hormones. But hormonal imbalance can also occur when the endocrine glands are not functioning properly. And that could very well be the result of the diets and the juicing or simply the types of food you tend to gravitate towards or the fact that you live in the United States or in you know North America altogether and some of the food that you have access to, the meats and, you know, are genetically modified and you don't even know. Or because of the plant-based milk that you're consuming is full of gum shit that's also affecting your endocrine glands. Or because you're thinking that it's good to go on a vegetarian um, diet and you stop consuming animal protein and you substitute it for a lot of soy-based products and soy, soy is an estrogen mimicker and there you will have hormonal, hormonal imbalances that occur when your endocrine glands are not functioning properly. And um, so what you need to know about endocrine, because it's so important to know that they are affected by what you eat. Um, and also by your environment, like eating in plastic plates, things like that, or the cleaning products that you use. Now I'll, I'll explain after. You need to be 
familiar with your endocrine glands. They're important, they specialize cells that produce, store and release hormones into the blood. So there are several endocrine glands that are located through your body and they control different organs. Most of them, while they control different organs, are responsible for weight gain, plateauing in your weight loss journey, losing your hair, feeling puffy, feeling inflammated, feeling inflated, having water retention, having cellulite. So let me talk about the ones you really need to know about. Your adrenal glands. I'm going to pass a few that I don't want to bore you with too many medical terms. I'm not even good at pronouncing I'm not a doctor. But the adrenal glands you need to know about. They come into play when your cortisol levels are high. And that's something that you, your behavior every day has an impact on. When you work out, the way you, the food you choose to eat and the way you digest them, the amount of times that you choose to eat throughout the day, your work environment, your home environment, um, you know. So you want to know about your, the adrenal glands and I've spoken about them before. Your thyroid glands, I'm sure you know what the thyroid is. Um, those are things you really need to know about. So here are a few reasons why you would have hormonal imbalance and why those glands would be inflammated. Stress is a big one, so high cortisol levels, any kind of stress, whether it's anxiety, whether it's um, depression, whether it's digestion, an unhealthy gut, whether it's very tough workouts that are too much for your body to handle, um, it can be any of those things. And don't put digestion aside. It's a very big reason for your cortisol levels to be high. Of course, things like type 1 or type 2 diabetes. But let's look at the superficial reasons why your hormones would be imbalanced. Things that you can actually control for free and without taking medication. You can have an underactive thyroid. You can have an overactive thyroid. And I'll talk about that. Because that can be caused by poor diet and nutrition or wrong diet and nutrition. Um, it could be caused by being overweight. It can be caused by using birth control. And I got so many questions about birth control. Um, and it could, be it could be caused by crushing syndrome. So the highest levels of cortisol is called crushing syndrome. This is something you need to become familiar with. Um, some infections, some allergic reactions. I think I've covered what you need to look out for in your everyday life. One big one for endocrines is exposure to toxins, pollutants, um, and chemicals, including pesticides and herbicides. And so when I'm talking about pesticides, 
It could be that the farmer, farmer's market, you buy your fruits and vegetables from. As you know, going to the farmer's market doesn't mean that everything that you're having is organic and hasn't been subjected, subjected to spraying of pesticides. And that could be the reason why you have a hormonal imbalance or your thyroid gland or your adrenal glands are, um, are inflammated or your endocrine gland is injured. Can you imagine? So you want to be going back to what is it that I put into my body that, that could be causing that. And so let me talk about that kind of food that you can have. So what I'm trying to say here is that um, we experience on a daily basis problematic syndromes and symptoms of hormonal, hormonal imbalance. And I've just given you those symptoms so you would know if this advice is addressed to you. Um, one of them being the one that everyone likes to, to hear me talk about because it's weight gain and uh, created by insulin resistance. So feeling a stubborn weight gain or fat in the midsection area, inner thighs, arms, a swollen uh, neck. So if you are one of those people that has some of those symptoms, you know that what I'm going to say now is that there are foods that you can eat to promote healthy hormone levels. Um, and the reason why looking at what you eat to level your hormones or prevent hormonal inflammation is because the hormones are responsible very often to, for estrogen dominance um, that would cause your weight gain or water retention. And this problematic symptoms I'm talking about could be explained by high or low levels of those particular hormones in foods that we eat every day. So there are foods that you can eat to fight this. Um, somebody asked me last week um, what I suggest for people that are, um, that are affected by Hashimoto disease. Um, and usually I wouldn't even know what that is, but because I learned and read so much about hormones and food and the correlation, um, I, re I found out about Hashimoto disease and I found out that a lot of people were affected by it and didn't even know what it's called. And I also found out that there are nutritional remedies that you can use for those conditions. So I'm actually answering someone's question from last week and I didn't tap into it because that's not, that was not the topic of last week's um, podcast, but it definitely fell into uh, today's podcast category to topic. Um, so you have to cut out a series of inflammatory food, hormonal inflammatory food, such as gluten and dairy, but most importantly, soya. So that doesn't mean just don't eat soya. You have to look at everything that's in your cupboards and look for traces of soya. 
And some people will say, but traces will never, never affect the hormones. It's just traces. But if you have soya in a lot of things that you consume every day, and it's usually hidden in everything, even plant-based milk, that's not soya milk, that's going to be hazelnut milk or cashew milk will sometimes have soya in it. And I actually posted, one of my followers sent me her milk and she was like, I guess I need to put this in the bin. And effectively, there was so much shit in that milk. There was gum and there was like um, all types of other additives and there was soya all the way on the bottom. It said, this may contain soya bin, so, soya. She had to trash it. So... Um, Knowing that Hashimoto in particular, but the advice can go for other people that have other types of inflammatory hormonal imbalance. Um, it's an autoimmune disease where the immune system attacks the thyroid. And that is not something that you necessarily want to treat with medication. Especially, for example, if you're looking to have babies because those medications are so strong and they genetically they change your genetics and they affect your hormones in an artificial way so if you are one of those people that's affected by you know um, thyroid inflammation or something like Hashimoto look at your nutrition before you go start and pop pills um, I do believe very much that you are what you eat and in this case it's very very uh, true so for people with Hashimoto for the person who asked me which is that immune system disease that attacks the thyroid there uh, it was scientifically scientifically proven that it's better to cut out um, gluten dairy and that does not apply to fermented dairy so please refer to the previous episode where I went all out talking about dairy. You want to get rid of all dairy except fermented cheese if you can get your hands on fermented cheese like Middle Eastern kefir or like labne, Lebanese labne or feta cheese that is truly goat fermented cheese because that's a probiotic that you will need to level your hormones. You need to not eat any soy, no corn, no peanuts, and what we call nightshades vegetables like potatoes, tomatoes, peppers, and eggplant. And um, this is something that's actually going to help you with weight loss because vegetables like potatoes or eggplant, eggplant is a tricky, tricky vegetable. Um, are, are not very easy to digest. Tomatoes are not easy to digest. Peppers I love, but I am careful eating it. I eat it once a week in my special inulin omelette, but I am also careful. I found that it does slow down my digestion a little bit, and that could be a reason for my cortisol going up. And I do believe that it does affect, inflammate a little bit my glands if I eat too much of it, but... Um, it would be fine to have to have it once or twice a week because it's a good veggie to have. Um, but definitely nightshade vegetables. And actually, I read a book called The Plant Paradox by Dr. Guthrie. And I didn't like everything about that book, but like every book that I've pulled some research from and based my opinions on, 
and experimented with for myself and for my clients. I take the good and leave the bad. Whatever doesn't make sense to me, doesn't appeal to my logic, I will set aside. And that was a little bit the case with the plant paradox. But I did find some very good indication that Dr. Guthrie, when he wrote that book, was talking to Americans. And he was absolutely right about the cheeses. He made the difference, the distinction between cheeses in America and cheeses in Italy and, and, and France. He spoke of nightshade vegetables and I didn't agree with him on all of that because I don't believe in completely eliminating a food group. Um, as a human being, it's just something that's very depressing. But if you are suffering from something like Hashimoto, then eliminating something like soy and peanuts and something like eggplant should be fine. And that's really all it is. It's not so much about dieting and it's not about losing weight. You can eat everything else you want. You just have to look out for the foods that might be rubbing your hormones and your glands, your hormonal glands the wrong way. Um, you have to know that too much of these foods can definitely inflame the lining of your small intestine um, to a degree that the nutrient absorption is very compromised so sometimes you're eating food that you typically perceive as healthy and the nutritional value could be somewhat wasted on your body because you inflamed your gut and it isn't absorbing the nutrients properly and instead it's creating insulin resistance so that's what you have to be careful with with all these healthy kind of food. Um, if you like a latte, but you are a smoothie, um, but you are worried you're one of those people that has inflammated glands and one of those people that has a hormonal imbalance that's causing them to gain weight, you want to look into products like maca, which is very easy to add into your coffee and it's natural. And uh, it's so maca is great and you could put it in yogurt and you could put it in your coffee. Um, it's going to thicken it a little bit, but it's great for a hormonal balance. It's even great for fertility um, and it's natural. It's a natural food. It's a little bit of a nutty taste because it's uh, some sort of exotic nut, maca. And it's also something called ashwagandha that's an adaptogen also a natural adaptogen and it can really rebalance your adrenal and thyroid hormones and uh, it will prevent chronic stress and adrenal fatigue it can really balance your hormones so if you're worried that you are one of these people that has a hormonal imbalance that's causing you to um, resist insulin and gain weight in the midsection, which is your hormonal area that I always speak about, um, then you have to know that there are, there are things, natural things like maca that you can add in your coffee, even in your inulin coffee, if you're not intermittent fasting, because maca is a little bit heavier on the digestive system, but it's so good for your hormones. And, uh, you don't have to worry about calories when it comes to that. 
So, you know, go for it. There are incredible things that you can do for, I don't want to say your diet. I hate the word diet. There's the word die in it. That's exactly how I feel about dieting. But um, for example, if you are, if you have high levels of estrogen, you could be experiencing cellulite, hair loss, sometimes some weird facial hair can start coming out and water retention. And that's very common. And that would mean that you are, you have high estrogen levels. And then the other half of the women would be experiencing low estrogen levels and they would suffer from fatigue. So depending on which one you are, if you are any of these, maybe you're completely healthy and wondering why you're listening to this podcast today because none of that applies to you. Um, but maybe there's someone in your family that can benefit from this information. Um, you, these things you can prevent yourself from eating or things that you should be adding on your food um, to make it better. And I got to go back to cortisol. You know that cortisol is the stress hormone and it can lead to weight gain for sure um, when it's high. And low levels of cortisol can lead to anxiety, depression, and poor sleep. So either way, the common denominator with hormones is that it needs to be the right level, not too high, not too low. So a high level of cortisol uh, will make you gain weight and a low level of cortisol will lead to anxiety, depression and poor sleep. For example, um, and they are there are um, ways of rectifying the imbalances for sure. And this is all tied to your digestive system for sure. Because what I'm saying is don't go on a diet. Like I said, there's a word die in it. And that's bad for your hormones to even think of negative shit. Diet is so bad for you. But with these foods that I said you have to be careful with, like nightshade vegetables and stuff like that, I would go through four to six weeks of eliminating these foods that might be causing inflammation and then slowly reintroducing them one by one and checking how your body is reacting. So it's pretty much like you're going to eat one of those foods and see if your body is reacting well and most importantly your digestive system. Um, and if it's going well, then you add one other of these foods and if it's going well, you add it, you add, you add another. But the thing is, if you reintroduce them all at once, you won't know which one is inflammating. Um, and it's very important that you don't think of this as a diet, that you go, don't go look for certain recipes for your hormones. You don't want to do that because then you're affecting your cortisol level uh, by having to abide by a set of rules. Whether it's a diet to lose weight or a diet that's pro-hormones, anything that's diet makes me want to die. Like, so don't, don't think of it that way. Don't think of it that way. You just want to help rebalance three fundamental body systems that are what rule your hormonal balance, the gut. And we're taking care of that within your limb, the liver and blood sugar levels. And we are taking care of blood sugar levels within your lin 
but you also will deal with that by introducing a lot, a lot of fiber into your diet. Very important. And you want to get that from your vegetables. So you want to get the fiber from your vegetables and your fruits. You want to get at least three servings for lunch and dinner of veggies, a variety of veggies, um, the size of your hand. The size of your hand is a very common portioning um, aspect for the French because we don't like measurements. Like I'm not a fucking accountant. If I wanted to be an accountant, I'd be one. I'm not going to count grams of how many vegetables I'm going to eat and how many fucking pieces. There's just no way. So just think about it. To have your hormones balanced, you need to realign your gut, your liver, and your blood sugar level. And a lot of it has to do with nutrition. So keeping a good digestive system is crucial for nutrient absorptions and efficient liver functioning is key for detoxifying. And this is where I added inulin in my life. For this very reason, I felt like, like I said in the previous episode, the Gigi crackers were causing me to plateau. I was in excess protein because of them. Um, they were not good for my digestion because they're not easy to digest, even though we say the fiber in them is indigestible. That's just an example. So inulin came in handy and then I get the rest of my fiber from my fruits and my veggies. Um, and you need that. You need that so the liver can do its work of detoxifying. Um, as you know, it's really the sugar in your food that causes uh, the most imbalance in your body and that's the most detrimental to your hormonal health and that will cause insulin resistance and fat storage. So let's go back to the smoothies I was saying you shouldn't have and the uh, shakes and all that shit because when you pulverize your juice, when you pulverize your vegetables and your fruits, you're left with the glucose and the fructose and that's pure sugar. And so technically you're not tending to your liver, you're not um, facilitating the absorption of nutrients and you're fucking with your hormones and causing inflammation. Too much sugar in your diet uh, can cause high testosterone levels, which for women can cause things like ovary syndrome, uh, you know, the, um, what do you call them? The fibroids in your ovaries. And uh, if you start seeing that you have hair growing on your chin, which you didn't have before, and you find yourself in front of the mirror pulling them out with a tweezer, then you know this has to come from your hormones and it's most likely coming from one of your key organs not being tended to by what you put in your body. And you have a lot of sugar hiding in some of the food that are deemed healthy. All your shakes, all your juices, all your smoothie, all your protein powders, all the diet stuff that have Truvia and Stevia in them, so let's talk about foods that are good for your hormones. First of all, the, except for soy and except for um, vegetables like yams, 
that have estrogen mimickers in them, you have to know that foods that are good for your hormones, they don't necessarily contain hormones or not. It's just that some of them are enablers. So for example, sesame seeds, like I really like sesame seeds. I love them. They don't have progesterone in them, but they have nutrients that the body needs to produce progesterone low levels of which can lead to insomnia, for example. So do you want to be producing extra progesterone? So it doesn't mean that sesame seeds have progesterone in them, but they facilitate the production of it. So for example, if you are told by your doctor that you have low progesterone, then you know you should be consuming stuff that has sesame seeds and it, was, it will facilitate the progesterone production. But if you have insomnia, um, you, know, you, you know that you have low levels of progesterone. So for example, if you have insomnia, that means that your progesterone levels are too low and you need to do something about it. So an example is eating sesame, like I said, tahini is great. It's substitute for flour. It could be used to bake stuff. Um, there's a recipe developer that I met on Instagram and uh, her name is My Sexy Veggies. She's amazing and she develops so many recipes. Her name is Sally and she develops so many recipes with tahini in it. The girl has such a freaking sexy body you know what it could be that the food that she's preparing and her stuff looks heavenly and so not diet um, but there's a lot of tahini in her in her preparations in her recipes and that's great for progesterone balance so shout out to sally she's at my sexy veggies on instagram you should go follow her she has amazing abs and Everything in our kitchen looks heavenly and she's a sweetheart. Um, there are other foods that are great for hormone health. So um, any fruits that are citrus fruits and cruciferous vegetables, but make sure that you cook them because cruciferous vegetables when eaten raw um, can cause a very hard digestion which will rise your cortisol levels and create insulin resistance and create weight gain. Coconut oil is healthy. I know it got a bad rap by um, some articles lately but coconut oil is excellent. It's a very healthy fat. Berries. Berries are amazing. Whenever I'm hungry, the first thing I'm going to try to eat is berries before I eat anything else. You want to be eating fruits that have what you call flavonoids in them. And that's a nutrient group that is famous for antioxidant and uh, anti-inflammatory benefits. They are usually the ones that contribute to vibrant colors to the food that we eat. And you know how important the vibrance of the veggies is to me. I always talk about it. In France, it's very important to not overcook your vegetables. First, to not lose the nutrients. And of course, it's derived from it. Not lose the, so do, not lose the, the nutrients or the color. 
it's all linked together but also because your leptin hormone your satiation hormone is more titillated and sends the right sensors of feeling satiated to your brain um, the right messages to your brain that you're satiated because you're looking at vibrant vegetables so um, you want to eat you want to look for fruits and veggies that have flavonoids in them f-l-a-v-o-n-o-i-d-s um, there are studies that some coffees and teas are actually flavonoids have flavonoids in them and i believe in that um, it was found actually in some surveys in europe that uh, drinking a lot of coffee was great uh, to protect people from al alzheimer's for example and that's because it con it contains the flavonoids that you find in some fruits and vegetables any fruits and vegetables with flavonoids in them will be um, anti-inflammatories for your hormones. So you want to look into those. Other food that you want to be eating are foods that are high in fat. Avocado, walnuts, salmon, butter is good for you. Do not have margarine or butter. I can't believe it's not butter or shit like that. The same way we don't like a bag replica, we definitely don't like food replicas. Um, but all healthy fatty acids are um, good for you and hormone-friendly foods. So walnuts, salmon, butter, um, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of these foods that have vitamins that are non inflamed uh, that don't cause to inflame your gut and that your gut should be able to absorb easily so you have to realize that you need to stop looking at dieting and restricting and subtracting from what you eat that could be the very reason why your hormones are inflammated and you need to figure out how to feed your body so that your hormones are balanced so you can be in your natural state of being skinny because technically everybody's supposed to be skinny that's why we have such a criteria of what a normal body should look like which is not too skinny but not obese because that's not healthy we'll know that someone who's obese is obviously um, at health risk um, so I think that I will mention a few more foods that you should eat and shouldn't eat and then we will move on before I bore you to death with this subject. I know it's not the funnest thing to talk about. So quickly some healthy fat talk. You should not be eating harmful, harmful fats, vegetable oils, peanut oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, margarine, like I said before, um, spreads. Anything that's high in omega-6 fats, you want to stay away from. So be careful when you take omegas. They've become so popular. And often when you look at the boxes, it says uh, omegas 3, 6, and 9. 
if there are omega-6 in your supplements, you're fucking with your hormones. So you want to subtract anything that has omega-6 in them. Those are fats that are harmful to your hormones. The friendly fats are coconut oil, avocado, like I said before, olive oil. So people that tell you, yeah, I don't cook with any olive oil at all. Well, I do. I'll put two tablespoons of olive oil in my chili, sometimes three, and it's very healthy. It's a healthy source of saturated fat that will boost the, the testosterone or the female hormones. You have to know that cholesterol is not always a bad thing. It's needed to form um, healthy membrane, like cell membranes. Um, and so it's good for, you know, progesterone, estrogen, and all types of hormones. Uh, so, you know, you can't have hormonal balance if you're cutting out all fats out of your life. Low fat diets are hormonal imbalance disasters waiting to happen. Oily fish, so like I said, salmon, anything that contains omega-3, omega-3 is good. It's one of the easiest way to help balance your hormones and to lower inflammation. Um, and if you're vegan, you can find omega-3s in uh, chia seeds, flax, walnuts, like I said before. Um, you want to make sure that you really stay away from the omega-6. And make sure you have your cortisol levels under control. You know, don't forget that uh, elevated cortisol is definitely, definitely the main hormone that's sabotaging your, that's sabotaging your, your weight loss journey or your attempts at staying thin. Even naturally thin people, people like me, um, if the cortisol level is too high, you will see that our midsection, people like me, slender, could have a midsection that looks inflated from high cortisol levels. So even a slender woman who has high cortisol levels will have some abdominal fat. So if you are slender and you wonder why you cannot lose your abdominal fat, it could be that it's your cortisol levels and it could be that you have inflammated your hormonal glands by having high cortisol levels. So for me, I know cortisol is my biggest enemy. Stressful days, you know, the kids, things like that. For you, it may be hard cardio. While you think that cardio could really, really make you lose weight, it could be your actually what's sabotaging your, mis your midsection. Um, so you need to kind of look at things a different way. And each time you feel like going on a diet, remember it has the word die in it. I mean it. Vitamin D helps a lot regulate your hormones and prevent inflammation. So even a little bit of sunlight. I, I say it all the time. When I have my coffee in the morning, I stand by the window and I catch some sun rays because it's good for the cortisol levels. And uh, it's, it's a great way of, um, you know, keeping inflammation away and uh, and it's good for you and it's easy to do, but sun gets such a bad rap nowadays. Um, but again, you can get vitamin D um, 
it's so common you can find it in so much fortified fortified um, dairy you can find it in so much you know how to find vitamin D it's easy um, you want to look for also endocrine disruptors in your environment and I said that before um, I always mention how the French don't eat in plastic it's not always true nowadays because those salad bars are becoming very very common here and everybody thinks a salad is so healthy there's so much that's unhealthy for me in a salad and salad could be making you fat and I speak about it all the time if I wanted to eat salad as my meal I would be a fucking cow but I'm not a cow um, and I've explained in previous podcasts why I think salad might be making you fat. One of them is that your leptin hormone is unhappy looking at all of this food mixed together and can't separate the vibrance of the vegetables from the protein um, pieces of chicken in it. And you're kind of amputating your leptin hormone out of the experience of seeing different foods on your plate and creating... Um, satiation signals going to your neurons but besides for that very often when you eat those salads at your office in your at your desk um, you're eating them in plastic and plastic is an endocrine disruptor and there's a lot of surveys about that there's, there's a lot of researches that um, hormone disruptors such as plastic are everywhere so try not to eat your food in plastic Try not to drink in plastic. Um, there's a bunch of them. You can just go check what are, endo what, what are endocrine disruptors in your environment, your hormone disruptors in your environment. Um, to name a few, you, you have some, some uh, cleaning products, dishwasher, dishwasher product, you know, some chemicals like that, um, laundry detergent, certain cosmetics, certain your toothpaste. If you're buying toothpaste at the supermarket, like mainstream toothpaste, it could be a hormone disrupt disruptor in there. So you might want to buy your toothpaste um, from like a dental practitioner that sells like the real good toothpaste, like the medical toothpaste. Ask your dentist to prescribe toothpaste for you to make sure that you have some basis covered when it comes to having hormonal disruptors in your everyday environment. Of course, don't go crazy and start changing, you know, your deodorant and everything, but there are things like that that you can really look into, that are easy to look into. Um, remember that cardio, very, very long cardio sessions or shocking intervals where you go from a, a rest period to a violent interval run you're going to fuck up your thyroid function and you're going to increase cortisol and inflammation i can't say it enough so uh, you know be careful with that you want you you if you are one of these people that cardio hasn't worked for and you wonder why this is why if you've been doing cardio and it works for you then you don't have to worry keep doing it keep doing what you're doing keep doing you um you want to look into stuff like maca, like I said. Ashwagandha is amazing. They're called adaptogen or adaptogenic herbs. 
you can add those to your inulin coffee. So you've got also gut health covered and liver function covered, you know. Um, maca is also a fatty acid and it's well known for increased fertility. It improves skin when you have problematic skin in hormonal areas. So like along your jawline or by your chin or under your chin. Um, then you know you really have some type of a hormonal imbalance and you want to look into that. This answered so many of your questions. I did not mention you by name, but you will know who you are. Um, and all of your questions were related to hormones. Um, let me just give an example. Um, Nicole Moore Love said how to battle body puffing up. What causes it like randomly puffing up and no clue what, what was causing it. So that should answer that question. Um, and I think it answered someone else's question. Um, how do you manage cravings around period by Treasure Lee? We answered that as well. Someone asked me, do you believe in the 80-20 rule? Weight is 80% about eating, 20% about exercise. Absolutely not. Maddie Ashton, I do not agree with that rule. It's a dumb rule. I hope you're not the one who made it up. I know you're not the one who made it up. I mean, no, it is not um, something I agree to. I think that 40% is what you eat. 30% is how you eat it. And the rest is mindset and exercise. While it's 100% about gut health. But gut health um, includes cortisol levels. It includes what you're eating, how you're eating it. Um, and I do believe that 100% is also hormones. Does that make sense? I know I didn't break this down right when it comes to percentage. I actually can't make up my mind. I hate putting... Can you tell? I'm like, I should never, never have tried to even become a fucking accountant. I can't fucking count for shit. So I don't believe the 80-20 rule for sure. Weight is 80% about eating and 20% about exercise. Because I think it's also so much, so much about hormones, which is what this episode is about. Hormones, cortisol levels in your hormones, digestive, which links back to um, hormones as well. Gut health affects your hormones and exercise, whether you do it right or not, also hormones. Um, and I hate the word diet, so let's say eating, eating right is a big part of it. But that has to do with your mindset as well. I hope that makes sense. Um, Chat 2 said, what is your take on apple cider vinegar? Do you believe in the craze? No. I'm fucking disgusting too. Um, maybe it works for some people, but I don't know. I, I really don't feel like, uh, you know, I really don't feel like drinking cider vinegar connie mc said your boobs are great and i'm curious if you have ever had implants or a lift or your natural or or natural actually i have naturally big breasts and i haven't had a lift uh, or implants 
my breast has been a problem for me in the sense that I had to stop dancing ballet um, because of the size of my chest and also scoliosis. Um, but I'm actually considering um, taking a little bit of it out. And I don't, I haven't, um, I haven't gone, I haven't con gone consulting yet, but I think I would like to take it down a size. So those are my natural breasts and I would like to go down a size. Um, let's see if I have answered most of you. Maddie Ashton again asked, why do so many people say to cut out dairy? Do cheeses like Greek feta have good probiotic? Maddie, you need to listen to episode number six. I speak all about that. Um, and fermented cheese are amazing. I spoke about this on this podcast as well. Um, Shrazi said, can you teach people to connect with their intuition when it comes, when it does not come naturally? Yes, you can teach people to connect with their intuition. And the proof is in the pudding here because I was getting so many questions about how to diet, what, how to exercise to be skinny. And I feel like my audience has been listening to me so much um, about being intuitive and listening to their body and thus their hormones that now all the, all of the questions are more about hormones than what diets they can go on and food they can subtract. So now it's all about adding in your questions. So I feel like you all have been listening And even though being intuitive no longer came naturally to you because of all of the noise around you that's taught you to diet and restrict and punish and call eating a mindful indulgence or cheating, um, I, it looks like I've been able to change a lot of your mindsets. So yeah, I think you can teach people to connect with their intuition. You guys are the proof of it. Um, and that brings me to Lucky Danny, who said, for us hustling women, how did you create your brand? What is your best business advice? So Danny, I feel like I want to do a whole episode about business and how I created my brand. Um, but I do want to talk about business today. So that's why your question comes in handy. Um, I created my brand with so much love and so much passion for something that, um, not a product to start with, but a way of life for me and a way of life that's changed my body and my life. And so I had to be its guinea pig. And for me, being your business guinea pig is the best way to create your brand. So my best business advice is to make sure that you have tested what you are selling. And my other business advice is to authentically look at your customers, look at your audience as your heroes. You are not the hero of that story. Um, when you have a brand, your consumer is the hero. You want to see your customer going somewhere with what you are selling them. And that's exactly how I feel about all of you. As my audience, as the consumers of my content, um, as the buyers of Vinulin that are sending me those videos of flat tummies that they haven't had in years, as um, 
people that are on the virtual platform, my members on the virtual platform and their incredible success stories and how it's changed the way they feel about their body, but also how strong they realize their minds are. You guys are the heroes of my story brand. So my brand is a story. It's my story. And you are the heroes. And I think that is the best advice I can give to someone um, that wants to start a business, especially in this day and age where you can connect with your audience and your consumers so authentically via video on Insta stories and doing vlogs and doing podcasts and answering questions and, you know, doing Skype calls. Um, Speaking of Skype, somebody is about to win um, the contest. Out of all the questions asked, someone was to be picked randomly and I have the winner. I'm going to announce it right now before I go back to business, uh, to the business talk uh, that Danny had put on the table for us. The person who won is Skylar Sky. She had asked, how do you deal with situations that you have no control over? That's a very good question. I didn't choose to answer that question today, but my app randomly picked Skylar. What a beautiful name. Um, to be the winner of the contest. And so at Skylar Sky, please contact me by private message on Instagram or send me an email. Um, the email address will be on show notes. So we can schedule your Skype session with me. Um, It's a free Skype session of mentoring. So we can tap into anything you want. And I will get to answer your question about how to deal with situations that you have no control over privately with you. Um, Let's go back to business for a second. So as I said And as I announced earlier today, if you guys have watched my stories, um, in business, they are great things. uh, And there are some not so great things unless you look at them from a different standpoint. And one of the things I've been dealing with, and I know some of you are aware of it because I'm quite outspoken when something displeases me, is that I have a copycat. I have a copycat in my field who's on Instagram and who is huge on Instagram and in business altogether. Um, But she copies a lot of what I do. She simulates and words and captions. And at some point last year, her company was even stealing huge parts of my newsletters. And she's one of the reasons why I had to evolve out of newsletters because I felt like either way, two weeks later, her company would come out with a newsletter with exactly what I said And because she's so successful and I was just starting out, some of my content, she would go broadcast on TV shows and stuff. And that was insane. And yeah, it bugged me for a while. And then I've matured into it. And I wasn't going to talk about it until I found a constructive way to deal with it. And today, this copycat has become my vessel to success and to innovation. And I'll explain. You have to realize that I know a lot of you have related to me. Um, You could relate when I mentioned that it was someone copying me and stealing my material. And when she's not stealing my material, copying me, she's actually trashing 
what I stand for. So intermittent fasting, inulin, you know. And, um, you know, you have to realize that that comes with the territory of being online and being overexposed like we are. There's the beauty of interacting with an amazing audience, but there's also, you know, uh, the fact that um, people will copy you. So this is how I decided to deal about it with it. Um, this person is always a step behind you when they copy you. And so this woman and her company, when they copy me, when they use my catchphrases, when they decide that their program has the same exact benefits as my program, or even when they trash what I do or what I stand for and they put out like, you know, surveys that go from God knows where um, to go against what I do. What this does is it gives me a boost of creativity because I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm late to the party. Now she's copied me. It's time for me to come up with something better. Not better than her, something better than my last thing. So she's a step behind copying everything that I do or trashing everything that I do to make her product look better, let's say, or whatever it is, you know, on this, um, on her crusade to conquer the world. Um, but she's always a step behind. So for her to stay a step behind copying me, it's great because I have to come up with something better and greater and that works better and that gives even better results or better response and that satisfies my audience and my consumers more than what I just had put out before that was just copied. So it's kind of like each time someone copies you, it should really be your vessel for creativity and a vessel to innovate. It's like if someone's copied you, it means they've had time to consume what you've put out there. They've had time to make it their own. It's time for you to move on and do better. And that's exactly what I do. And so each time this person copies me, I'm like, I look at Susan and I'm like, okay, it's becoming obsolete. Let's go and do better than what we did before. And so this person stays behind for weeks before she catches up and starts copying again. And then we know we need to go big, bigger and better. And that's how you have to look at it, establishing trust, building value and continuing to set the bar high for myself is what this has done for me. So copycats are good for you. And so publicly on episode seven of Pardon My French, although I'm not going to name you, I thank you, copy cow. Thank you so much for having me put my bar so high and pushing me to be more creative and innovate and do more and offer more and better to my audience and my consumers. So all I want to do, thanks to you, Copy Cow, is get better at what I do and deliver beyond, beyond my audience's expectation. And this is the positive outlook when you're dealing with a competitor that's trying to trash you um, to look better or a competitor that's actually stealing your content. They're way behind you. Just, you know, you know, this is that push button where it goes, okay, let's innovate. This is becoming obsolete. Other people have caught on. And you should look at it as the cycle of 
a business and a cycle of being better and better and better. So thank you, copycat. And um, that's it. I hope this made sense. And I hope you can see the positive in what I just spoke about. I also hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, I want to mention the virtual platform. I've had questions about it. Uh, let me try to go back to the questions here, if I can find them really quick. Um, I think it was Riv and Pickles. Riv and Pickles had asked about the virtual platform. Um, the virtual platform on the Method MC is about working out on your own from the comfort of your home, anywhere, anytime, online on our virtual platform. Currently, we've put four videos out. So you can do four different workouts anywhere, anytime with one membership that's $69.99. And with that membership, what you should do if you're trying to transform your body is do it three to four times a week. You can do one session per day or combine two sessions to have a longer workout. Once you have reached your goal, you can do it twice a week and combine it maybe with a different workout whatever you may like. Maybe you like swimming. Maybe you like going to a different Pilates class. Um, if you are someone that has different sports activity, exercise, then you can do this once a week, whenever you like, and combine it with your other activity. I have some athletes, for example, that I condition, and they do the method once or twice a week, and it prepares them to be better at what they do and if you wish to be a member of our platform and work out with us um, all you have to do is go on the show notes and go to virtual.mc sorry virtual.themethodmc.com and sign up you will need to get your reformer stick you have two choices of reformer stick one affordable version and our original one it just depends on the level of commitment that you're coming into this with uh, you can find inulin and so many informations about inulin on the website as well um, don't forget inulin is fiber and it is that suspicious white powder i put in my coffee every day while i play french retro music um, you can also uh, very soon, probably this weekend, um, get the ebook collab that we wrote, that I wrote with your tea, which is called Follow Your Gut. So I will let you guess what this is about, but it will be definitely compatible with today's podcast about stabilizing, stabilizing, sorry, your hormones and getting skinny without dieting. Now, remember, each time you have the urge to diet, just remember it has the word die in it. I wish you guys a marvelous weekend and a wonderful day if you're listening to this somewhere where it's still daytime. It is nighttime here. I'm about to go have my tequila on the rocks with a little bit of lime juice and... That's the only juice I want is lime juice in my tequila with a rim of salt. Stop juicing, stop dieting, stop punishing your body, stop being excessive when you work out and you will see your body will thank you. I will talk to you guys next week. You know you can send me all of your comments, 
all of your criticisms and all of your questions via private message on Instagram. I'm Ingrid Delamarque Kenny on Instagram. You can also send a voice message on our Anchor app, and I will link this in the podcast notes as well. So maybe we will uh, feature your message and your question. And if you are Skylar and you are my winner, please contact me so you can redeem your session with me. Bye. Bisous, bisous from beautiful Monaco.